Episode number 761, Three Steps to Receiving a Room Full of Referrals. You're listening to the official BNI Podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI Podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the Chief Visionary Officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? Hi, Priscilla. I'm at my home office in Austin, Texas this week, and today's uh, topic, I've got a, a, a guest who's a BNI director who I'm going to introduce in a moment, but let me just say right up front, we struggled with the title for this. And we ended up with three steps to receiving a room full of referrals. The other possible title was yes to the chat, which <laughs> you're probably raising your eyebrows going, what is that? Well, we'll get to that. And uh, both titles are completely uh, accurate for this presentation. And it's a, a great topic. Uh, James is, has been, and uh, James, do you, you pronounce your last name Grima? Yes, that's correct. Hi, Ivan. James, great to have you on. James uh, Grima has been a BNI director in Melbourne East for five years. Uh, he's been an entrepreneur for 30 and has grown several companies into a multi-award-winning profitable powerhouse in hospitality and in the education industries. Uh, James coaches CEOs, executives, and solopreneurs to grow their business and themselves personally and professionally via one-on-one -on -one coaching, workshops, seminars, and speaking. And he specializes in the development of systems and tools to help business owners succeed. He's, as I said, all, uh, has also been a BNI director in Melbourne. Uh, James, welcome to the BNI podcast. Thank you for having me, Ivan. It is great to have you. And just for the record, um, it's five o'clock in the morning for James. That's the commitment that he has <laughs> for doing this uh, podcast today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. It's all part of Giver's Gain. Thank you. So um, I got a couple of questions and I'll let you run with this as we go. Uh, deciding in advance what the one clear next step is for the listening members uh, does what? Why should one do that? Well, it's a great question. We're talking about obviously the spotlight presentation. And just like Stephen Covey says in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you want to begin with the end in mind. So often, uh, you mentioned that I've been a support director for five years, and each week I see about four spotlight presentations. And over the and five by years- Because some, some countries may use a different term. We're talking about the longer presentation. The longer presentation, yes. Yeah. And so that means I've seen about a thousand of them over the five years. And there's often a problem, and the problem is time. So a member- speaks and they usually share a few stories and, uh, and, and photographs of their family. They talk about the problem. They talk about the solution and how their product or service solves that. And they get to the part that we call the call to action. And typically one of three things will happen. They'll run out of time. They'll have a very weak call to action. Or alternatively, they'll have a complex call to action, which might have five steps, call this number, 
uh, take these uh, these uh, series of steps. And of course, we know that life gets in the way as soon as that member has finished their presentation. Well, we're all off into our lives and we've almost forgotten about what that call to action is. So beginning with the end in mind almost means to reverse engineer your presentation, starting with the call to action, asking yourself, what is the call to action that you would like your audience to take at the conclusion of the presentation? So, and again, uh, you mentioned spotlight presentation. In most uh, countries, it's a feature presentation. It may be a different term, but it's the longer one. So um, one of the things you recommend is chunking the presentation down to four specific stages. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you think about it time-wise and you allow, so in some countries, I know that there's 10 minutes, eight, six, whatever that time is, dividing it, it into It tends to be four, based on the size of the chapter, by the way. For size most, of the most chapter, of the yeah. Dividing yeah. it into four stages. So the first stage uh, to, to increase the engagement of your audience you're often talking about who you are, showing some photos of your partner, a pet, a passion. Then the second stage is talking about the problem, the typical problem in the marketplace that your product or service encounters or solves. The third stage is the solution. How do you go about solving that? And then finally, the, the, the fourth stage, the call to action that is usually uh, has no time left, my suggestion is to allow one quarter of the presentation to speak to the call to action. That is to be specific and clear about what it is that you would like your audience to do at the conclusion of the presentation. And I often use dating as an example. Uh, when you go on a first date, if you were to ask the person that you're on a first date with to marry you, you're probably not going to have a second date. <laughs> but if the call to action is a clear, simple, relative or proportional step uh, forward, then you're likely to have a lot of second dates. And really, at the conclusion of your presentation, you'd like to have as many dates as possible. That's what I would think that you would want to do to begin with the end in mind. So the third thing that you mentioned is to have the next step already set up. Tell us what that means. Well, if you think about what it is that you'd like your audience to do, uh, for example, many uh, members will finish by saying, if you'd like more information, contact me for a one-to-one. -one. And some members would have uh, no clear instruction at all, expecting the audience to simply know what to do and, and how to refer that person. So I believe it's a very necessary step to have a, like a stepping stone, a, a, a second date, so to speak. So of those thousand presentations that I've seen, the ones that I feel that are most successful are those that have a stepping stone that is something like uh, click this link if you're on Zoom to register for a webinar. Or it might be if you're interested in more information, right now 
just type yes in the chat. Or And there's your yes in the chat comment. There's your there's your yes in the chat. Because if you're on a if your meeting is virtual and the call to action is Ivan, would you like some more information? If so, just go ahead and type yes in the chat. That's a very easy second date. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And so having that kind of follow-up in place is, um, it makes all the difference in the world. I wrote an article on this um, years ago about doing presentations at service clubs. And I definitely had a very specific call to action and people would come up afterwards and grab the material, which then led to uh, new clients for my consulting business. The call to action is critical. Yes. I had a a personal example, I delivered a presentation uh, at BNI, my um, feature presentation, and there was 28 members and a couple of visitors in the room, a total of 28. And uh, this was during COVID, and so we were uh, meeting on Zoom, and 22 of the 28 audience typed yes in the chat. The question, type yes in the chat if you'd like, uh, to attend a webinar, to receive even more information so that uh, you can better refer to me. Uh, 21 out of 22 attended the webinar, and most importantly, 20 out of 21 either referred themselves or passed a referral. Wow, that, that's really impressive. Now, what do you do with the visitors where you may not have their contact information readily handy to you? Uh, well, in most instances, the visitor information is either available through BNI Connect when they've registered, uh, yeah, or alternatively, okay. uh, reaching out to the member who's invited them to obtain those details. Excellent. Yeah. In, in this particular instance, Ivan, the uh, meeting was on Zoom, so the uh, member was able to post their information into the chat. Yeah. Members might be wondering, well, what do you do if the meeting's not on Zoom or electronically? An equivalent of yes in the chat could be having on the member tables a form, a pre-filled form that just says, tick this box if you'd like more information. And then the member can collect those forms off the tables at the end. It's an yeah. equally equivalent technique. Excellent suggestion. We're almost out of time. Have you, uh, so if you can answer this last one quickly, have you ever witnessed uh, presentations that uh, rushed uh, through and ended up with no call to action at the end? Absolutely. I would say in 70% of instances, what happens is the member says uh, they'll, they'll get some kind of warning uh, from uh, the timekeeper that says, uh, you have two minutes left. They'll very quickly finish off their uh, solution and yeah. uh, click through, they'll say something like, oh, don't worry about those last couple of slides. Click, click, click. By the way, <laughs> uh, reach out to me for a one-to-one. -one. So yeah, I emphasize again, to start with the end in mind, to start with your call to action, to allocate time for it and reverse engineer so that you've allowed at least one quarter of the time for your presentation for the call to action. Well, James, thank you so much for being on BNI Podcast today. We will include your LinkedIn um, URL in this uh, podcast transcript. So anybody that wants to connect with you directly, they can do so. And uh, thanks for being here, James. I appreciate you. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Over to you, Priscilla. 
Okay, great. Thank you both for the great information. That was really nice. This podcast is sponsored by MeisnerAudioprograms.com, and these audio programs will provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your BNI experience. So check out the great material available to you at MeisnerAudioprograms.com and use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the BNI Foundation. Thanks so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. <music>